Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Goats have home lives too. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Rich Eisen. Hello, Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen. Oh, that's Susie Eisen Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> The Rich Eisen Show. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Brian Weber. It's another hour of the program. Great to have you with us on the Jam Pack Wednesday. You can be a part of the show at 1-844-204-RICH. I'm told phone lines are lighting up, and I appreciate your patience. Hopefully you've heard me over the years. not my first day in radio. As a classically trained broadcaster, I have a microphone and you will listen to me. I'm not going to start an hour of the program with calls. Lazy radio, my man, but I will carve out time to hit the phone lines coming up in 40 minutes. So hang in there or call back then because in our immediate future, coming up in 20 minutes, looking forward to a football conversation with one of the best NFL writers in the country. Bob Glauber has been covering the league for decades for New York Newsday ideal person to have on the program to reflect on the passing of John Madden in addition to what we did to kick off the show coming up in 40 minutes along with the possibility of your phone calls we're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are we just yada 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 ing our way through all of the injuries you see the other day Shaq Barrett's been ruled out for the rest of the regular season in addition to what we already knew, no Leonard Fournette, no Chris Godwin, no Levante David on defense. I realize the Bucks are still going to win down the stretch as they beat up the hapless Jay-Z-led. I'm sorry, it was Matt Rules, the head coach of the Panthers on Sunday. Rest of the way, it's the Jets and the Panthers again. They're going to be just fine going into the playoffs. Division champs hosting a postseason game. Remember, though, with the new format, Extra wild card, more opportunities, but just a single buy. And Tom Brady proved last year that all that talk about what he had achieved in New England was contingent on the buy to be irrelevant, but that was last year. Going to talk about the Bucks coming up and the clown act that is Antonio Brown. Your tweets are interesting. I'll go with that. Turn a phrase my mom used to say. I never had much skill in much of anything other than what I'm doing right now. That's why after 30 years of trying to get a real job, I still feel very lucky, especially when I have a platform like this. Rich is a tremendous broadcaster. We never actually met, although I was only at NFL Network for just over a year, and he is the iconic lead anchor. But we didn't talk much as we were roaming the hallways of NFL Network here in Southern California. But going back to that's interesting. So when you're a kid, especially in a pre-internet world, it was a big deal when you had, say, an arts and crafts festival and you'd come home. And I made some monstrosity 
out of paper mache because I have no artistic ability whatsoever. And mom, trying to be supportive, would say, oh, honey, that's interesting. That's how I would evaluate your tweets. So the best I can find, that B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs, if you go there, you'll see me hugging Bob's big boy circa 1977 because while my parents were supportive of my lack of artistic talent, they liked to mock me and uh, mention that I went to a semi-good school. I squandered a lot of education to be clinging to this microphone. It is a shame we're not simulcast on Peacock today because wherever I am, whatever studio I'm working in, whatever event I'm calling, the real show within the show is Uncle B-Webb trying to find the sweet spot of the microphone, clutching it, grabbing it. That's why I, I try to avoid the staff because they look at me like I'm a lunatic. Good news is you don't have to, but trust me, it is a wonderful visual. Best tweet I could find was able to read my Twitter bio about my time in Palo Alto. So it is a fellow named S.A. Sports Honk. Come on, B-Webb. A Stanford grad like yourself should know this. Aaron Rodgers is a freaking genius. He knows everything about everything. He went to Cal Berkeley, for crying out loud. Sincerely, flat earther Duke guy, Kyrie Irving. Has nothing to do with what college Aaron Rodgers went to. My opinion about Rodgers is contingent on what he is saying. And at some point, although when you get to that echelon of fame and money, who's going to tell Aaron Rodgers you're coming across, in my opinion, poorly? Because we live now in these siloed worlds. So I'm sure if he checks his mentions, and you got to believe he does. Aaron Rodgers strikes me as painfully aware of everything being said about him. Well, if you just live in that echo chamber and you only hear positive feedback and affirmation, you probably think you're coming across as an intellectual. I think he's coming across as ill-informed, but we're here to evaluate the performance on the field with opinions about the person as well. And I think if you have a nimble mind, you can have two thoughts that might be contradictory and still be able to live your life. Now, it takes a very skilled, a beautiful mind, if you will, to figure out the convoluted outlook in the AFC. That playoff picture is a beast. And I'm not doing middle-of-the-night, boring, seeding, tiebreaker radio. Okay, it comes down to common opponents, total points scored, Trust me, I believe you have a phone, and if you have a phone, you should be downloading the Odyssey app. It's a great way to catch this program. Take us wherever you go. If you can't find the Rich Eisen Show on a local affiliate, Odyssey has you covered on their outstanding app. You can figure out all of the scenarios on your own. But if we're just trying to take stock of what's going on in that conference, and I don't want to be... That's simplistic. Just to look at the top of the standings, I'm not going to crown anybody because I'll knock the mic off its moorings and I finally have it where I want it to be after 66 minutes of wrestling. But sometimes the obvious choice is the right choice. And give me one reason on Twitter, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs, that you could logically argue against Kansas City, barring injury or COVID. And COVID is the great variable and this is no breaking news. We've been dealing with it for the better part of 18 months now. But even if we think we have a handle 
on where things lie, let's just say in the NFL, you get news like popped up yesterday. With the wild swing in the status of Carson Wentz, early in the afternoon, East Coast time, conventional wisdom says he's out because he's unvaccinated when he landed on the COVID reserve list. A few hours later, NFL follows the CDC, changes their quarantine policy, now knocked down from 10 days to five days, and there's a possibility now that Carson Wentz can play. But since I spent a lot of time talking about why I believe in the Colts, irrespective of Carson Wentz, and look, it'd be a huge ask, a major learning curve for Sam Ellinger not to wet the bed like Ian Book did on Monday night. That just wasn't fair. At the same time, Dolphins, I think, have a better defense than the Raiders do. And I know the Colts have a better offensive line, even with backups, if need be, than the battered Saints offensive line. Remember, it wasn't just COVID issues. Overall, with traditional injuries, the Saints were missing, what, 22 players? That wasn't a fair matchup. Still, Miami, if you love quirky trivia, and that's what I'm all about, that's fascinating radio. Miami is the first team in NFL history to have a seven-game losing streak followed by a seven-game winning streak. Sounds nice, but let's not skip the first part of that sentence, they went through a seven-game losing streak. So the AFC really is summed up by Miami. Are they any good? I don't know. We'll find out a lot more about Miami when they hit the road on Sunday to take on the Tennessee Titans, who I think could, contingent on health, could be the second-best team in the AFC. Now, I know if you're listening in Cincinnati, you're going to say, hey, loud guy, Fill-in guy, who are you? I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich. It's the Rich Eisen Show, 1-844-204-RICH. Twitter is always available during or after the program to chop things up. That's B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs, coming up in less than 15 minutes. We take you across the NFL with Bob Glauber of New York Newsday. But if you are a Bengal fan, you're going to say, hey, fill-in hack, do you even watch the games? Did you see what happened last week against Baltimore? And you're not going to skip over, are you, the Josh Johnson part of what was going on for the Ravens? And my goodness, the Ravens have just been destroyed by injuries. So we know that Lamar Jackson, beyond the health concerns, has been much more turnover prone this year. Feels like he's taken a step back, but he's also been beat up and dealing with COVID issues. Tyler Hundley played real well. If you track college football and you know anything about what's going on on the West Coast, there is a country beyond the New York Tri-State area. Tyler Hundley was an outstanding quarterback at Utah. But once you heard Josh Johnson, the vagabond who's played for just about every team in every league, including the short-lived, the late great Alliance of American Football, when you're down to Josh Johnson, you don't have a chance. Still, credit to Cincinnati for doing what good teams should do, like Dallas did to that beat-up Washington football team on Sunday. If you are a legit team with designs on making an impact in the postseason, you got to destroy a lousy opponent. And that's what Cincinnati did, and I'm aware they beat Baltimore when Lamar was healthy. In fact, they have swept the season series from both Baltimore and Pittsburgh for the first time in over a decade. There is a lot to like about Cincinnati, and it's a team that's still rebuilding. They have not completely reworked the roster. Let's find out on Sunday. 
Here is the opportunity. You want to talk about the very embodiment of a show-me game. Show me what Cincinnati can do against Kansas City at home coming up this weekend. But if I'm looking for teams to believe in, I have less faith in Buffalo. Not at all related to Josh Allen. Josh Allen has been amazing. Now, I know the numbers are down. Remember, though, Buffalo has no semblance of a running game. And in that impactful win over the Patriots on the road on Sunday, allowing Buffalo now to control their path to division title, did you happen to see who the leading rusher for the Bills was in that game? It was Josh Allen. He is doing it as a one-man act, and that defense really has regressed. So those are my question marks surrounding the Bills. I still think they could get back to the AFC title game where they were a year ago, but you got to show me some defensive improvement, and you have to run the ball just a smidge, just a little bit to keep the defense honest. But I'm not giving up on the Bills. I never fully believed in the Patriots, even in the midst of that winning streak, because I needed to see more out of Mac Jones. And I'm not just piling on him having the worst game of his rookie year on Sunday. Just look over the last handful of games, last three games, or we'll even make it a more compact sample size. Two weeks ago, worst game of his rookie year on the road in Indy as the Patriots made a tactical, in my estimation, blunder, asking him to do more. And I don't know what the game plan was in that game. They had him throw it, what, over 35 times. Mac Jones is a fine player, but you don't want to be fine. Not like, oh, she's so fine, like... Song lyrics, we play the hits here on the Rich Eisen Show. Mac Jones is a serviceable player. He's still a rookie. He's learning on the job. You know about the physical limitations. So if you believe that it's the genius of Belichick and the Patriots taking away what you do best, right? That's what we hear always as the foundation of the Patriots' defensive success. Well, they knew what Buffalo was going to do. It was going to be all Josh Allen. And they could not limit him because he's just that talented. So if I'm coming up with a team that I'm buying in the AFC to maybe slow down the Chiefs, I'm going to take a shot with the Tennessee Titans. Now, I was slightly off on my timetable as a man who enjoys working through the holidays because I don't want to see my family. They don't want to see me. I was on the air the day after Thanksgiving and I may or may not have said, I might have tweeted as well, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs, I believe in the Titans because I think Ryan Tannehill can hold this team together. Okay, swing and a miss. But maybe I was just wrong with my timing because I meant to say as we get to the day after Christmas, I'm going to leave more in Tennessee because on Thursday, if you were paying attention, did you see what the return of A.J. Brown meant to that team? And give me any defensive back or any defensive scheme that's going to slow him down. The guy is absolutely unstoppable. And Tannehill tried to screw things up, but knowing he had his security blankets, that Tennessee offense looked rejuvenated, and it's going to take the next step when they get Derrick Henry back, be it next week in the regular season finale, or if they want to get a little bit more rest, have him come back Come playoff time and think about what all of that time away will mean for a running back who absolutely obliterates the competition. He'll be rested and have fresh legs. And let me remind you this year, Tennessee, 
presumably going to be division champs, host a playoff game. Here is who they've beaten at home. Niners on Thursday Night Football. Colts, Bills. I know Josh Allen fell down. Still, final score is relevant. And your Kansas City Chiefs. So if I have to come up with a team, if you're saying construct an argument that has at least some rational thought behind it, understanding I'm not in any way undermining or being critical of the Chiefs. If I have to come up with a team, though, I believe in, potentially built to win on the road in the postseason where you got to run and you got to play defense and you have to be physical, I will go with your Tennessee Titans with all the T's in there. I'm Brian Weber for Rich. As I mentioned, I am open to phone calls, so hang with us or pick up the phone about 20 minutes. 1-844-204-RICH is the number to call. Coming up, I will curate more of your tweets. We'll get more reaction from social media straight ahead. We'll keep the NFL momentum going. We will reflect on the passing of a football icon and come up with some real takeaways on the legacy of John Madden+. Plus. Since I just talked so much about the AFC, we'll jump over to the NFC. Does the Cowboys' steely defense make them the team to beat in that conference? Looking forward to our conversation with Bob Glauber, who covers the league for New York Newsday. I'm Brian Weber, having a great time on this Wednesday. In for Rich, this is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed
Brian Weber in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. Your phone calls coming up at 1-844-204-RICH. Conversation never stops on Twitter. That is B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. Let's talk football with Bob Glauber of New York Newsday. Bob's been covering the league for decades. He is a best-selling author. Be sure to check out his latest book, which came out this summer. It's terrific. The Forgotten First, profiling the first four African-American players who broke the color line in pro football. Bob, great to chat with you. How are you today? I'm great, Brian. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. Hope all is well. Everything is great. My pleasure. And I'm really glad we had already scheduled this conversation because we get a chance to reflect on someone that you've known for decades and we're all still reacting to the sad news, but it really is a celebration of a football life, the passing of John Madden. So given your appreciation of history, there's so many different directions I could take it, but let me start at the beginning. Do you remember the first time you met John Madden? Wow. It was probably outside a, um, a press, press room or press area. Oh, man, must have been back in the, back in the 80s, you know, when he was kind of in his heyday there. Um, you know, had, had very good interactions with him. He's always, you know, he's just who he is. He's who you think he is on, on TV. Uh, affable, honest, genuine, and down-to-earth, cares about what you say, cares about people. And um, it's, it's incredible how many people's lives he touched, not only inside of football, but outside. He's, he was, um, and I was reflecting on it this morning, Brian. I, I got to believe that there might not have been one person with a greater influence on football than John Madden. And, and I, I don't say that, you know, cavalierly. That, I mean, he just, think about, you know, what he left um, behind and, and, you know, how he impacted the sport, getting people involved in the sport, getting people to love the sport, and more importantly, getting people to understand the sport at a level that was really needed. You know, I mean, John Madden using the Telestrator helps you understand just how complex, but yet how simple this game can really be. I, I, I miss him dearly. Yeah, you summed it up well, and I was trying to choose my words precisely, and I think that was a great way of framing his impact. I also thought you could make the argument, irrespective of any individual sport, John Madden was the most influential sports broadcaster we've ever seen. He was that transcendent. Yes. That, to me, Brian, is a no-brainer. I mean, that, yes. I mean, you just say that, and, like, there's just no, there's no debate, and it may not be close for second. Well, I think Cosell, though, yeah. Bob. Look, I'm in my early yeah. 50s, and I know you're a bit older. Yeah. Young people don't understand the social impact and currency that Cosell had at the height of his powers. Oh, he did. There's no question. And I, okay, let's put Cosell in second. But I, I think it's a distant second for, for this reason. You know, he had reach, and he had influence, and he was um, a magnetic and charismatic figure. Howard Cosell was. You know, I heard him for many years. But, but Madden, you know, kind of drew people to him not – in a controversial way at all, and Cosell could often be controversial, but just in a genuine way, in a you know he he was the the, the loving big guy who kind of kind of sat you on his lap and said, "Hey, I'm going to tell you a story," and uh, you know <laughs> this is this is you know what life is all about. He was the grandfatherly type, and you know even when he was forty, <laughs> so, right, <exactly. laughs> and and just the way he would tell stories and the way he would relate to people and the way he would, you know, he could bust your chops, but he would do it in such a way that you end up, you know, cracking up with like, like the rest of us. I mean, he did a telestrator of 
Nate Newton's head with steam coming off it and, you know, saying, hey, you could, you know, have a barbecue on that. I mean, <laughs> how, who, who does that? But John Madden did it, and he, he, he was a pioneer without um, forcing it. And uh, he, he just came into our living rooms, never really left. And, and uh, they're, they're, you know, it's safe to say that there will never be a John Madden. There's no question. Well said. In a world in which we don't agree on much, there was universal admiration and appreciation of the likability of Coach Madden. We're talking NFL with Bob Glauber, New York Newsday. Well, you know the football giants as well as anybody, and I could spend hours on the dysfunction of the organization. Bob, try to give a national audience the rationale for the Giants presumably moving on from GM Dave Gellerman, but retaining head coach Joe Judge isn't the next GM going to want his own guy to be the head coach? So aren't we going to have to change the coach ultimately? Well, you would think so. And I think if Joe Judge is back, and I don't, I don't, I don't know that that's a hundred percent going to happen, Brian. I, listen, if they lose these next two games, and they're they're not going to be favored to win, I don't believe. Um, Joe Judge will have gone out, you know, with uh, what a seven-game losing streak in his second year. Uh, he's he's ten and twenty one right now. Career, I mean, this is this is this is bad stuff. So I think the Giants are going to think long and hard after the season. Um, and John Mara, who, you know, the team president and co owner, and Steve Tisch, who is his fellow co owner, um, they're going to have some really really big franchise shifting decisions to make. And if you know, if one of those decisions is to stand pat. Well, you know, there, there are consequences for that as well. So, again, you know, the rules of engagement with um, how you hire general managers now are different. You know, they're going to cast a wider net. The Rooney Rule forces you to have two, uh, two interviews with candidates of diversity. So it, at least two, and that, and that is in person. So I think that this it will be a very interesting dynamic in how they go about getting a new general manager. And I, you have to believe that Dave Gettleman's going to move on, either you know having been retired or, or fired. It's just not been a good four-year run. So, I, again, I, I think there is still a lot of stuff in flux. Um, and But if Joe Judge does come back, this will not be a popular decision among a lot of Giants fans and possibly – a majority of Giants fans. Even with the free soda given out at the last home game, huh? That was not enough? Medium, medium soda. <laughs> yeah. Medium soda. Well, not even a large. Let's not go crazy, Bob. You know, inflation <laughs> with a large soda is going to set the Tish and Mara families back. Talking I NFL, Bob Glover. Check out his great I... work, New York Newsday. I'm Brian Weber in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Bob, we can never say the Cowboys are overlooked. But given how much we've discussed about all the drama surrounding Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, apparently never going to age, at least in front of our eyes, feels like we're not talking about Dallas perhaps as much as we should be, given the strength of their defense. Do you think this team is built to win in the playoffs? You know, I do. I do. Um, and, I, and you mentioned defense first, and that's a good thing, because that defense is really special. And we're talking about maybe among the greatest defenses that the Cowboys have ever had. Now, you know, it still remains to be seen how great that defense is come January and February, right? So, but they have the makings of a great defense, and that will take you a long way in, into the playoffs. Dak Prescott, you know, he's, he's still going to have the knock about, he, you know, can he win the big game when it matters most? 
And Zeke Elliott looks to be getting healthier. That's a good thing. Uh, the receiving core is among the best in football, and the offensive line is maybe the best in football. So there's, there's a lot to like about this Dallas team. And, you know, you don't often talk about the Cowboys, you know, America's team, in terms of dark horse candidate in this year's playoffs. But I think that they're in that spot right now. I just spent a couple minutes going through the hierarchy of the AFC beyond the Chiefs, who a lot of people bury in October, and here they are in the midst of an eight-game winning streak. If I asked you to pick the second-best team in the AFC right now, who would you go with? Wow. You know, that's that's just an open question. Maybe three weeks ago I'd say Los Angeles mm-hmm. Chargers, you know, but you don't say that now after getting beat by Houston. So I will take, I will take Buffalo. You know, I think Buffalo really took a long – uh, went a long way toward writing itself with that win um, at Gillette Stadium. That that was huge, and that was, you know, potentially season-saving, not in terms of making the playoffs, but in terms of doing something impactful in the playoffs. They got to the AFC Championship game last year, couldn't beat the Chiefs. So I, I would say, you know, right here, right now, Buffalo. But again, the way this league has gone this year, the way this season has gone, um, that could that could change on a dime, you know, in a week. Talking NFL with Bob Glauber from New York Newsday. Bob, the eternal debate when it comes to MVP balloting, and I know you voted on the award for many years, is do we really embrace the V? Talking value or is it most outstanding player? Because if we're focusing on value, and I know running backs rarely win the award. you got to go back to Adrian Peterson with better than 2,000 rushing yards. Before that, LaDainian Tomlinson. But if value is the focus, Who's been more valuable than Jonathan Taylor of the Colts? Uh, it's a fair debate, Brian, and it's one that I, as a voter, agonize over, and others I know who are in that position do think very much about. And I, I don't think there's a definitive answer to that question. And I think it's like, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder. And most valuable, it's not necessarily best, it's most valuable to his team. Now, I still think quarterbacks carry the day in this league, but Jonathan Taylor is making as good a case as he possibly can, a la Derrick Henry, um, to, to, to earn that you know, coveted individual prize. So I, you know, people often say as well that you know, is Aaron Rodgers going to be impacted by you know, his thoughts on COVID and uh, you know, his controversial uh, reactions to it. And you know, my answer is no. This is, this is an on-field award and this is going to be determined solely based on what happens on Sunday afternoon between the white lines. So I would say at this point Rogers probably has the edge because of the position he plays, but Jonathan Taylor, man, he is as valuable to his team as as there is in the league. Let's wrap it up with what we saw on Monday night and the historical significance, because I know how much you appreciate the heritage of the league. This is a baffling stat, but Miami becomes the first team to have seven straight wins after seven consecutive losses. Bob, even if Miami sneaks into the playoffs and they have a lot of work to do to get that done, how much confidence do you think they have in Tua moving forward to be a frontline starter? You know, the fact that we're still asking that question, I think, is indicative of the debate that Miami would be having internally, that, you know, it's, it's not a slam dunk. Um, but I do think that Tua is a winning quarterback. Um, we've seen that. I think he is still a developing quarterback, an emerging quarterback, that the upside is still very much there. He's got really good people around him, so that's an advantage for him. 
Um, so I think moving forward, they, they will continue to stick with Tua. Uh, Brian Flores has done a good job in terms of navigating those treacherous waters when there was just so much speculation from week to week about whether that team was going to trade for Deshaun Watson. I think there was a, a realistic possibility that, you know, that was very, very serious. When the owner requests to speak to the, to the player in question, that's an indication that they're ready to pull the trigger on that one. So I don't know if there's unanimous uh, agreement in the organization that Tua can be, I'm talking about top five quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know that he, he fits in there just yet, but I think he can be a championship quarterback if, the, um, if things are right around him. And, you know, things are right around him right now uh, on a seven-game winning streak. Uh, but, I, but I do think that he needs a little bit more help than, say, you know, an Aaron Rodgers. I mean, an Aaron Rodgers can carry your team, a Tom Brady. Um, and uh, and others, but it's not a, a long list of others. So two is still on the outside of that of that elite list, I would say. Bob, terrific information as always. Really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Happy New Year, and looking forward to a great run in the NFL postseason. Sounds great, Brian. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Bob Glauber. Been covering the league for decades. New York Newsday. When I was a kid growing up in Westchester County just north of the city, went to high school in the Bronx, like Matt Rule hanging out with Jay-Z, mean streets of Fordham Road. My aunt and uncle lived on Long Island in the 80s. Newsday was Long Island's newspaper, and I used to read Bob's stuff when I'd go out there, get in the family truckster and go see Aunt Pat, Uncle Mike, and Patchog, Long Island, New York, and Bob always had a great Sunday news and notes column. You know, you kids take this internet for granted. You know, in the old days, we had to read newspapers. First, you had to buy the newspaper. Now, maybe I delivered, but something would show up. You would have paper in your hand, and you would turn the pages. And if you were a sports geek like yours truly, I would cut things out. I would circle. I'd highlight Now, here's the sad part of my life. I did that when I was 13. I'm 52. I'm doing the same thing. If we were simulcast on Peacock today, you would see a myriad of paper and a weird Rain Man layout. I know where everything is. Don't touch it. Don't look at me. But I admire anybody who has staying power and longevity. And Bob has been a terrific NFL scribe for a very long time. Just one more guest in our remaining time together. A lot of show to get to. Coming up in the final hour of the program, more NFL talk, Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones, NFL reporter and columnist for USA Today. I am open to taking a phone call straight ahead. If you're on the line, hang in there. If you want to, try to slide in. 1-844-204-RICH. Got more tweets coming up. Some of you are actually clever, so I'll do my best to clean up the language. You can make it less profane, so I don't have to work that hard, because after all, I'm just a fill-in guy. I'm Brian Weber, having a good time with you straight ahead. More NFL conversation. Bucks battered and bruised. Will all of those injuries cost them potentially another trip to the Super Bowl? It is Weber in for Rich Eisen here on The Rich Eisen Show.
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Ryan Weber in for Rich. It's the Rich Eisen Show. 1-844-204-RICH is the number to call. Twitter is always your best way to be a part of the show. And I'm a lonely individual in a one-bedroom apartment. That sounds creepy. I check out the Twitter feed after the program, so if I don't have a chance to respond in show as I multitask, I will go through everything you guys are throwing out there. And a reminder... Given how busy we all are, especially with the craziness of the holidays heading into a new year, if you ever can't find the show on your local station, we got the solution. It's a thing called technology. Proudly streaming on the Odyssey app. Take us wherever you go. Don't miss a moment. Rich, enjoying well-earned vacation time. Back with you on Monday, and unfortunately, if you're not enjoying the audio experience, you got to deal with me for the rest of the week. As we think about where things stand amongst teams we really believe in. So if I was going to be comprehensive with NFL talk and start looking ahead to the draft, I should be working in the middle of the night on a satellite platform. But it is interesting that the beauty of the NFL is that even if you think a team is quote-unquote complete, you can find flaws. So when I was dissecting the Bills and pointing out that they can't run or choose not to other than Josh Allen, and my concern for Josh Allen would be the same as, say, Debo Samuel of the 49ers. When you put your body on the line that much, ultimately there is a price to be paid. But when I throw out to Bob Glover, who just joined us from New York Newsday, who do you think is potentially the biggest threat to Kansas City before we anoint them again to come out of the AFC. He gave me Buffalo. Well, a couple of you on social media, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs on Twitter, did not agree, namely A-Kid 0628. Hey, B-Web, the Bills are not SB Super Bowl contenders. Even if they have Josh Allen, Ethan Allen, Woody Allen, or Byron Allen as quarterback. All right, you didn't want to throw in Allen Funt? That is a contemporary <laughs> reference. Although, just think about the genius of Candid Camera. Our whole world now is Candid Camera, right? We're all voyeurs. We're all looking in on everyone else's business. And that show was done in the 50s. In fact, there was a radio version of setting up people in weird situations to get their reaction. Nice Byron Allen 
reference. Someday we'll all be working for Byron Allen if you're tracking what's going on in the world of media. So I'm not just trying to be the filling contrarian looking for ways to poke holes in a resume. But if you just have a functioning brain, don't you have to have some questions about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Not in the present. Look very good, even with all the injuries, beating up Carolina. They'll do likewise when they take on the New York Jets, and then they play Carolina again. And a quick aside on the Jets. Back to the notion of uncertainty, and we're all taking educated guesses when it comes to especially what's going on at the quarterback position. You have any confidence that Zach Wilson has any idea what he's doing? Now, you could say it's the Jets, and you could have Joe Willie Namath out there, but I've not seen any foundation for future success. Now, you need assistance, obviously, but I think the same thing goes for what's happening to Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Certainly a major obstacle now to have to get ready to work with a third coach after going from Pervy Herb to the interim situation, to whomever takes over full-time. But if we think about how we are so quick to embrace and celebrate the next big thing, and I'm guilty of it as well, and I think everything's accelerated now, especially in our business, where you have to have not only an instant evaluation, a very thermonuclear, lava-filled hot take about everything, Well, we were putting Trevor Lawrence in the Hall of Fame when he won a national championship at Clemson. I probably did the same thing when I was talking to it when I was hosting a college football show on Saturdays for another national platform, watching him destroy teams at Alabama with a better offensive line, probably, than he has here in the NFL in Miami, certainly better playmakers. So it is part of what we love about sports. The grand debate, not the fake embrace debate, professional wrestling stuff on TV, but sincere difference of opinion that fuels everything that makes sports not only a billion dollar industry, multi-billion dollar industry, but a huge part of our lives. But you also have to have a degree of just fundamental logic unless the Bucks suddenly get healthier and we'll find out much more when we get to the playoffs. But as currently constituted, no Leonard Fournette. Chris Goblin is done for the rest of the year with the torn ACL. Mike Evans is banged up. Over on defense, no Levante David. Shock Barrett got dinged up. So, yes, Tom Brady is the best at his position that we've ever seen. Most accomplished, I'll put it that way. And a chance to win yet another ring. Suddenly, though, he looks younger every time we see him. He's got more hair as well. I'm jealous, and I need more answers. Maybe I went to see Drew Brees' doctor for a little help on the side. But when you look at that roster, especially when we get to the postseason, let's say it's the Dallas Cowboys, knowing all of the Cowboys' historical problems, and they haven't won anything since the mid-'90s, but don't you think that Dallas defense, with the ferocity they have on so many levels, if Brady gets the pass down the field— Is he going to get past Trayvon Diggs, who's just an interception machine? Is he going to have time to throw the football with either Micah Parsons or Demarcus Lawrence chasing him down? Lawrence had one of the best plays you're ever going to see on Sunday night when the big fella came up with the INT, had the athletic ability to rein it in and sprint it down the sideline. So there's still time. 
and you'd be a fool to bet against Tom Brady. But it just feels like, from a national point of view, and I know it's not sexy to talk about who's not on the field, but this is not arm wrestling. This is not one-on-one basketball. You need a supporting cast. And go back to the playoffs. If Drew Brees hadn't looked like he was 174 years old, Saints should have won that playoff game. If Matt LaFleur hadn't coached Scurd and settled for that field goal, I think the Packers win the NFC title game, plus some defensive blunders, especially towards the end of the first half. So it's it's very early to be saying, let's give Tom Brady another ring because he needs it. I got to see more out of the Bucks. Let's just say week one of the postseason because I don't think they're going to have the bye. Now, the good news is that Brady feels much healthier than he traditionally would in the month of December when he would be limping down the stretch playing at the height of his powers for the Patriots. And because the Bucks were purely hypocritical, they have an insurance policy in Antonio Brown. And I'm trying to be less overtly negative. It's the easiest trick in the world. When you're a filling guy, they hand you the handbook, how to host a talk show. You flip over to page 17. I got it right here. And it says, rip somebody who's polarizing. But with any degree of objectivity, Antonio Brown is a fool. Antonio Brown, when he addressed the media after that win over Carolina, should have acted contrite, should have been willing to talk about his situation because it was the first time the media had any availability. Instead, he blamed the media for creating drama when we're talking about the human drama magnet. You want to go through the whole litany of stuff? How far back should I go? I'll skip Pittsburgh. I'll just jump to that wonderful run with the Raiders. Frozen toe in the cryogenic chamber. The helmet kerfuffle. You want to get more serious? Accusations of sexual assault. The physical altercation with the delivery driver. And oh, by the way, the vaccination card scandal does have elements, at its worst, of breaking of federal law at a minimum lying to NFL investigators, all for a team led by a head coach and Bruce Arians who said unequivocally, no wiggle room, we're going to have a zero tolerance policy when it comes to Antonio Brown. What changed? All the injuries. And what has remained the same? Antonio Brown can catch touchdown passes. That is all that matters. So Arians, who seems like A heck of a guy if it matters. Certainly, players love to compete for him. Can spin it and come up with any 12-dimensional chess or word salad that he wants about giving people the benefit of the doubt and he's seen personal growth from Antonio Brown. Did that look like a different Antonio Brown at the podium on Sunday when you saw the video of that absurd exchange with the media? Heck no. And I think it would be much more transparent and wouldn't insult all of our intelligence if Arians just told it like it was. We have a ton of injuries at the wide receiver position. We need a playmaker. Antonio Brown can catch touchdown passes and the conversation. 
So let's not spin this as a humanitarian act or a tale of redemption. This is a team trying to win another championship that has gone through a ton of injuries in important roles on offense, and they got a guy who's dynamic when he's available to play, when he's not suspended or freezing his toes. That's all that is going on in Tampa Bay. And we're not going to give Tom Brady a pass just because He's got all those rings. We gave him a pass when he was throwing that tablet around, right? If Baker Mayfield had done it, then no, Brady's spinning into that. He got a warning from the league. Okay, great. If Baker Mayfield had that kind of meltdown, what would we be saying? Baker Mayfield is a punk. He needs to grow up. He's immature. Tom Brady does it. What do we say? Oh, Tommy, he cares so much. He's a competitor. Look at that passion. That will to win. So hypocrisy can extend to even people we admire, and Brady and the Bucks aren't any different than you and me. 1-844-204-RICH is the number to call. We could sprinkle in a call or two coming up in the final hour. NFL conversation on the way in just over 25 minutes, taking you across the league with Mike Jones of USA Today. Conversation heating up on Twitter. That is B.W. Weber. Weber with two Bs. Final hour coming up. Having a great time with you on this Wednesday. I'm Brian Weber in for Rich Eisen here on the Rich Eisen Show. 